Enjoy a moment of relaxing calm with the Vita Health Group Wellbeing series of podcasts to make you feel good, keep you healthy, help you make changes to your life. Vita Health Group is an award-winning market leader and has been at the forefront of healthcare for the past 30 years. Vita Health Group, making people better. Yes, hello. It's time for another of the Making People Better podcasts, all part of a series with some great advice from many of the Vita Health Group experts. Now, we tackle a whole range of subjects, which we hope you find very beneficial. Uh, So thanks for joining us. I'm Glenn Thompson. My job to host this series, along with a variety of guests and experts from Vita. Uh, Vita Health Group works by providing integrated physical and mental health services to employers, insurers, the NHS and private patients. Now, today's podcast is all about fatherhood and how it can impact men's mental health. This episode is all part of the Men's Mental Health Week and to discuss the topic I'm joined by seasoned podcast pro Joseph Conway. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> is a mental health trainer at Vita Health Group. Joseph, becoming an old pro at this aren't you? How are you doing? <laughs> thank you very much Glenn and all of your tutelage of course as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you. But very well thank you. Bless you. Okay so today's uh, podcast all about men's mental health as we've uh, established at the beginning there and how fatherhood can impact your mental health uh first of all how has becoming a father impacted you and your mental health because i know that recently you your little one is what nine months old now you were telling Mm. me off air and uh, have you noticed any change in the way you are as a person yeah well i'd be lying glenn if i said it hadn't changed me and i'd certainly hold my hands up to say i was probably naive to think it wouldn't affect me Mm. at first so You know, my current job at Vita is mental health trainer, but my clinical trade, if you like, is in psychotherapy. So I thought as a therapist, I've gotten really good at self-reflecting over the years and I could tap into my therapeutic training over those years of working in mental health and well-being, which I would have thought would have helped me to navigate this quite new, Mm. exciting, sometimes pretty scary world of pregnancy, childbirth and parenting. And I'm sure my fiance Catherine, when she hears this, will be saying, oh, I told you so. But I wasn't <laughs> prepared for what to expect and really to be able to adjust to this new role and responsibility. I would say I was very fortunate to be able to be there the whole time and to be present at Karina's first moments. That's our little girl's mm. name, Karina. When she first came into the world, I felt like once she was finally born and I saw her and also got to hold her for the first time, yeah. I was, of course, overjoyed. And relieved as well that she was finally here. I mean, it's an old cliche, isn't it, that, you know, the moment that little baby is born and uh, you see it for the first time with your own eyes and you hold that baby for the first time, it changes everything, doesn't it? It's an old cliche oh, and so many fathers yeah. say the same thing, that it does change your whole mindset, your whole outlook on life. You know, what yeah. was maybe once all about you as an individual is now all about this little baby and yeah. how your whole mental sort of well-being, if you like, and psyche changes. It does, Glenn, definitely. Well, that was my experience and that's what I hear from other people as well. And you're told beforehand, of, oh, it's magical, it's this, it's that, and you can't really imagine it till you're there. And as well as all of those great feelings, I also had this sense of shock from the whole experience as well and that moment when i hold her and then it was almost like this intense moment of fear come mm. over me just for a moment but intense nonetheless and it was a fear that this little tiny thing in front of me now that was the rest of my life wrapped yeah. up in a bundle of flesh and bones absolutely and that moment you take that little bundle home from the hospital 
you know, I remember me and my wife taking our first son home from hospital in the car, and I drove so carefully. I'm a careful, yeah. dri- I'm a careful driver anyway. My wife always says to me, go a bit faster, for goodness sake. Oh, does she? <laughs> but, you know, you drive so carefully, and you suddenly mm. you get home with this little bundle, and you think, we're on our own now. We've got to look yeah. after this life on our own. And, you know, mentally it does change you, doesn't it? Mm, it does and i had the same experience as well of just imagining that i have to then ensure this baby's safety and survival 24 hours a day for the rest of my life and it was that enormity of the responsibility felt overwhelming for that moment Mm. so raw so powerful that this was it now i'm committed to this baby from this day until my last joe how do societal pressures and expectations impact men's mental health and uh, well-being as they become fathers then would you say Traditionally, men have been expected to fill certain roles and exhibit specific behaviours related to fatherhood. While societal norms are evolving, many men still face pressure to conform to these expectations, which can then create various challenges and stresses. And you know, I see that in the people I speak to and support all the time. So it's those traditional gender roles that often dictate that men should be stoic, strong and solely focused on providing for their families. And then these expectations can then create feelings of inadequacy as men may feel they struggle to balance work and family life, feeling the need to meet social standards while being actively involved in their children's upbringing Mm. as well. I mean, while some parents get through it with no problem at all, there are individuals, and fathers particularly, as you say, they've, they've had this role of, of bringing the money into the house as being the mm. breadwinner uh, and all these extra pressures on them now with the child present. Mm. I mean, how can, and very often, you know, you hear it on the news, you hear it, uh, you read it in the papers that, you know, things have happened to fathers, they just simply can't cope with it. I mean, what yeah. are the coping strategies? Yeah, well, in regards to different coping strategies, I think, first of all, it's being able to recognise what's happening at that time and being able to have the courage to be able to speak up and express your emotions and concerns openly as well, whether that be with your partner or someone you can trust. Any kind of support network that you have available to you can be able to be really useful to alleviate some of that stress Mm. and provide that sense of relief. And what about risk factors and triggers that can contribute to mental health problems in new fathers? Yeah, well, new fathers may experience many mental health problems from their pregnancy, from childbirth, from trying to raise a child. And the obvious ones, sleep deprivation is a big one. You already mentioned financial concerns. You know, babies are expensive. You may have been a two-income household. Are you going down to one? Is it going to affect your ability to work like you did before? You're going to have to move. And becoming a father can also have an impact on your relationship too. Mm. So as both their mother and father adjust to their new roles, there can be those, to put it politely, communication challenges with both parents feeling the strain of that change. And that can lead to conflict and disagreements and also physical and emotional demands as Mm. well, which can then have an impact on a couple's intimacy and sexual relationship. And I guess for a father particularly, you know, who may be used to, before the child has arrived, going off and playing football, playing sport, getting involved in other uh, outside activities outside of the, the marital home, you know, suddenly there's this feeling of isolation maybe that the father's now feeling he's got to stay at home and look after baby, look after wife, look after partner, whatever. Mm. Um, there must be that sort of feeling of isolation that can, I guess, get some guys down. Oh, yeah. There's definitely been progress in recognising the 
the importance of supporting fathers and societal structures and support systems they still predominantly focus on mothers and rightly so but men may feel isolated or excluded then being able to sort of lack the resources and support they need to navigate the challenges of fatherhood and this then contributes to those feelings of isolation and being overwhelmed so for myself Glenn I went to every single scan and appointment I could and all of the midwives and all the hospital staff that we met they were absolutely amazing yeah. and they provided excellent care for Catherine so you were actively involved in everything from you know conception basically right the way through, <laughs> right the way through to birth I mean what I mean by that is you 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 went off to all these scans you went to the various meetings and the, the health mm. clinics and what have you to the doctor well as much as I could definitely yeah but you know what? I was never once asked how I was or how I was feeling. Really? Or how was my mental health. And, you know, that really stood out for me. Now, being in the profession that I am, I believe that I've built up a really good, solid foundation of resilience. So for me, that wasn't an issue, as I know how and where I can get support from should I need it. But it just really stuck with me that for others, I can imagine that would be quite an isolating time. Mm. And then also potential to have that negative effect on the father's mental health yeah and you mentioned it earlier the lack of sleep as well i mean you lack <laughs> yeah. of sleep does cause a lot of anxiety a lot of depression doesn't it and uh, mm. you know you are getting sleepless nights uh, if you're sharing the duties of uh, yeah. uh waking up overnight mm. and, uh, admittedly you can't feed the baby you know there is that sort of anxiety that sort of uh, mood swinging as well which all leads to mental health problems doesn't it it does and for us so Catherine did breastfeed so i wasn't the one who had to be up to feed the baby but I was still waking up, mm. of course. You know, the baby was in our room, wanted to make sure that Catherine and the baby were okay. And it was sort of that natural instinct to protect that kicked in mm. as well of, you know, hearing a noise, I'm not just going to sleep through it. You're awake as well, and that impacts you the next day. And you get what, two weeks paternity leave if you work for an organisation. If you work on your own, you don't have that, do you? So. Mm. You know, you still have those responsibilities, those work duties the next day to attend to. So the mental health then, it's fair to say, the mental health of fathers can impact the overall family dynamic, can't it? Yes, it definitely does. And I would say it's important to recognise that mental health is interconnected within the whole family system. So we need to be supporting fathers' mental wellbeing, not only to benefit your own health, but also it then creates that ripple effect. You know, that positively impacts the overall family dynamic and the well-being of partners, children and everyone else involved. So when fathers have good mental health, they can create a positive emotional climate within the family. Let's talk about uh, maintaining good mental health then during fatherhood. What are some effective strategies, show uh, that uh, you can suggest? So in regards to maintaining some good mental health strategies would be, like we said already, about keeping out the communication, saying if things aren't going right, if they're not feeling OK, then that's OK. Let's get some support in place for you now or an outlet for your thoughts and emotions rather than bottling it up and also educate yourself. So I'm sure some of our listeners would be familiar with the seven P's. Poor planning promotes poor performance. We're removing a couple of those P's there, but we can then use the same concept when looking at becoming a father. So seeking knowledge about child development, parenting techniques and common communication skills can all help men feel more confident in their role as a father. It's interesting, Joe, how nobody actually asked you about how you were feeling emotionally, mentally, physically, I guess, during mm. the, the lead up to the birth of your your daughter. I find that quite mm. fascinating. In a way, the male, the partner is, to a certain degree, I guess, forgotten about. It's what it felt like to me, and I'm talking from my own personal experience, but then also since becoming a father, and as you do discuss with other fathers, what their experience was, and it does sound to be quite similar. So I'm very 
basing it on a very small group of people mm. of mm. course and i'm not putting this down to the medical staff who attended because as i said before they did an amazing job and perhaps maybe even just subconsciously just focusing on the mother but then forgetting about the father or the father feeling forgotten or then not focusing on the importance of the mental health of both parties there both parents mm. who are involved in that and also glenn when we're talking about effective strategies a real key one for me is self-care so we need to be promoting self-care activities so we know self-care it's regular exercise adequate sleep if you can get it maintaining hobbies and engaging in activities that do bring you joy and relaxation can all positively impact our mental well-being so we know that already anyway before becoming fathers but sometimes that can be put to the side because it can be incredibly hard to find the time to do that or to justify it to a partner but one of my favorite sayings, which I say quite often in my training sessions, would be that you can't give from an empty cup. Mm. So if you're going to be able to support others, then we first of all have to take care of ourselves. And I get that, definitely, that balancing self-care without feeling selfish or being perceived as selfish is quite a common concern, which is why we all need to recognize that taking care of yourself is not selfish, but it's necessary for your overall well-being. So when you prioritise your self-care, you're better able to show up and care for others in your life, including mm. your family. So it's not an indulgence, it's an investment in yeah. your mental health, in your emotional and physical health. And we should all be embracing self-care as a positive example. And by practising it yourself, you're setting a positive example for your children too. Showing them that taking care of oneself is important. It not only benefits you, but it also helps them understand the value of it too. Something we haven't touched on is that very often, you know, when a baby does arrive on the scene, particularly if it's first in the family, the first baby mm. that you're having, the first child, you know, all the attention has been from the partner to you, hasn't it, and vice versa. Suddenly the attention from your partner is diverted onto that little baby, and quite rightly, I think. And some guys, you know, and I do know of a few people that this has happened to, they've suddenly felt, as I mentioned earlier, isolated, they feel ignored. Mm. And I think it's important for the partner, the mother, to draw the partner into the caring of the child, because very often they get cast aside, don't they? And that can make you feel equally depressed and make the partner feel worthless, if you like. It certainly can do, Glenn. And that's why we all have a part to play in that, don't we, as well. And it goes back to those kind of societal norms, doesn't it? And we need to be including the father as much as we do the mother because they're both you know, primary caregivers to yeah. this child. And so when you look at it for the overall family dynamics, it's really going to play a key role in the child's development, isn't it? So if you've got one parent who suffers with poor mental health and talking about Men's Mental Health Week, we're talking about the father here, that can then have a detrimental and also lasting impact yeah. on an individual's development. And I'm sure it's no surprise, Glenn, I see a lot of that in therapy. So with the clients that I work with and coming to me with their experiences of their upbringing, their childhood, their development, their relationships with their father and their mother, of course, and any other caregiver. And what we see here then is this intergenerational impact and how the effects of a father's poor mental health, for example, can then extend beyond the immediate family. So children growing up in that environment where a father is struggling may then be more vulnerable to mental health challenges themselves. And what it does, it, well, potentially maintains that cycle of poor mental well-being across generations. As a mental health trainer, 
Joe, and you go all over the country, you talk to people from mm. all over the country. In this particular area, parenthood uh, in mm. men, what's the common thread that comes through to new dads for you as a, as a health trainer? I think really, first of all, it's that stigma to it again, because it goes back to, we discussed this last time, didn't we, in our podcast, is that ability to speak up, to have that voice to say actually no i'm not okay or i need some support or this is really challenging and going against those societal norms i remember someone saying to me about the experience oh isn't it magical and i found myself saying oh yes it is but my inner voice was saying no it was really scary <laughs> yeah and what was that what was stopping me saying that so uh, no i don't you know no i'm honest a lot more honest because i've had that time to self-reflect on it sure. but i think how many other people respond in those situations just because it's what we're expected to say or what we perceive is expected to say when actually we need to be saying oh no i found that quite distressing and i could do with some help or actually saying this isn't what i expected it to be or it's quite scary yeah. or i don't know what i'm doing or i feel isolated and are new dads shouting about what they want help wise when it comes to becoming a new father you know are enough guys coming forward and saying look i'm feeling isolated i'm feeling a little bit lonely i'm feeling there are problems with me being a dad are enough guys coming forward or are they suffering in silence it's hard to say really i think people definitely are speaking up more which is great but the ones who are suffering in silence we just wouldn't know would we no. because they put on that brave front they pretend to be strong they pretend to be the provider and they're doing it out in front but actually we don't know what's going on inside them do we so that's why having these kind of conversations is so important because what i want to get across is that just awareness that how you feel is completely normal talk about it get some support don't just bottle it up all the time speak up share Absolutely. Sharing is what it's all about, isn't it? Mm. And what about employers and workplaces? Can they better support fathers' mental health and work-life balance, do you think? They definitely can, Glenn. And I see that with some of the organisations I work with, uh, delivering training and workshops and webinars, and they do some great work in promoting it. And there's obvious ones, such as implementing generous and flexible paternity leave policies, so fathers can actively participate in those early stages of their child's life without having to compromise that job security. But I'd say... For me, the biggest one, which I'm always shouting the loudest about, is creating that supportive culture. So all organisations and employers should be able to foster a workplace culture that values work-life balance and also recognises the importance of fathers' involvement in children's lives, encouraging open conversations like we've talked about and about that work-family balance, normalising parental responsibilities and also celebrating fatherhood can all contribute to that supportive environment. And I think as we mentioned it on previous podcasts as well. You know, if there is an issue, for goodness sake, talk about it. Don't suffer yeah. quietly. You know, it's so it's so important to express how you feel. And that's why I think the work that I do is really important because it's about that preventative mental health. So, all organisations and employers should be implementing a clear wellbeing plan that includes training and education that specifically addresses common mental health issues. Mm. So it's not a case then of that individual has to muster up the courage to speak up and ask for help, but actually to come to one of my sessions, hear me talk, see the material that I'm presenting, get a bit of an understanding about it, and then being able to recognise that, oh, actually, that's me there. He's describing me. I can go get some support now rather than bottling it up all the yeah. time. And, you know, Glenn, I've designed some fantastic courses here at Vita that really do make a difference in people's lives. Brilliant. So there's tangible benefits in providing some of my training courses. So I'd say if 
any employers or organizations are listening and want some support in putting a training program together or even would like me to come out to your place of work and give a talk on any of the topics that we discuss then get in contact via the website and then we can see the difference that we can make in promoting a happy and healthy workforce i think on the positive side you know new dads try and feel part of the family try and feel that your mm. your contribution is valuable you know mm. and enjoy the time because let me tell you as as a dad of two grown-up sons i'm now a granddad and i'm enjoying yes. my two-year-old <laughs> grandson you know the time goes so fast it's a cliche mm. but believe you me that time when you've got that little one uh, from when they're born up until about 15 16 let me tell you that time goes so damn fast it really mm. does you know yeah it would do and seeing it now then would you feel that things have changed much from when you become a father to how things are now and experiencing it as a grandfather i would say there's not a huge difference really joe to be honest with oh, you okay. from uh, new fathers of today to when we were expecting our first son matthew i would say younger guys today are maybe more involved in the whole process there's more mm. planning younger parents seem to want to know the sex of the child before they're born long time before they're born uh, <laughs> yeah. you know as soon as it's possible to tell the sex so they can prepare the bedroom they can prepare you know the clothing that the baby's going to wear we didn't know that we wanted the surprise element so we didn't know our two boys were going to be boys until literally the moment they were born uh -huh. so mm. there's a lot more preparation i think now people are a lot more ready for for the child but in a mental capacity i think yeah i was lucky i was very involved in in the two boys upbringing and um you know mm. we worked very closely together i worked at weekends i wasn't around much at weekends the nature of my work that i it was that i worked at weekend so I, I sort of missed out that sort of weekend enjoyment with the family uh, but i was there during the course of the week for them but yes, um mate. i'm a fairly positive sort of guy anyway so i'm it's, it's tricky maybe to ask me that question but um sure you know i think overall we were we were pretty lucky looking back and it is always down to individual experiences yeah. isn't it? sometimes i speak to fathers in their 20s and 30s and i think sometimes for them and they are more involved and mm. also want to be more involved which is great to see and yeah. here but then sometimes they base their views on fatherhood of their experience of fathers which i think we all do mm. anyway don't we mm. we learn from previous generations and you can see that the previous generations for some men some fathers now is quite different to how it is for them so mm. that role of a father before would have been maybe more so defined in those kind of gender norms like we talked about previously yeah. of the mother being at home and the caregiver the dad being out to work and coming home and reading his yeah. paper and dinner in bed and not having too much in hands on before, exactly yeah say. it's funny how it's changed through the generations though isn't it i remember my mm. granddad he had very little to do with his children well i say he did that a lot to do with them mm. of course he did but i mean he wasn't very tactile he would never pick and my dad to a certain degree i love my dad dearly he's still with us but he was never very tactile he would never really pick us up and give us a cuddle as yeah. a child uh, he loved us and we did things with us all the mm. time you know we, we had a great upbringing we had a great childhood I was brought up on a farm in the west country and we had the nice. best childhood ever i think but he was never very tactile mum was the more tactile of the two she was always very cuddly and kissy and what have you but um mm. it's interesting how it's changing through the generations i look at the way i'm with my sons i was very cuddly you know always yeah. sort of told them off when it was necessary and now my son looking at his son it's again very different he's he's a lot more tactile and uh, it's weird i think how it's changed through the generations really one of different people as well aren't they yeah. so you and your partner created your son but then in that time he's created his own life for himself yeah, hasn't he absolutely and his own personality so yeah. he'll take contributions from his experience and his upbringing but 
in the end he'll create his own won't yeah. he i think as a as a young father today get involved in the upbringing of the little one don't feel excluded mm. because i think that is when the the mental health issues maybe sort yeah. of kick off don't they and i know that's why in my situation i'm very fortunate so i'm in my dream job i get to train people i travel over the country but when i'm not training i'm at home and i'm working yeah. from home i get to be there I don't have that long commute. I'm not out from 7 a.m. Yeah. till 7 p.m. And just those smaller moments that I get to be present for makes the world a difference. So I do feel for other fathers out there as well who don't have that opportunity or even worse for the fathers who want to be involved but don't have an opportunity to do either. Fascinating area of conversation. We could uh, we could waffle all day. And if given the <laughs> chance, we would do. Uh, if anybody could get a takeaway from today's podcast on mental health as a father, what would that be? What would you offer? What would you suggest? Yeah, well, they've taken the first step already, haven't they, and stuck with this and listened to it to the end of it. So hopefully you can see how valuable it is to actually talk, to share what's going on for you. And if that's the case, if you're struggling, reach out and ask for support. But perhaps not. Maybe you're in a good place. Then be able to talk openly about mental health anyway, mm. or recognising that someone else might be struggling. If you're a father, or even if you're not, it doesn't matter. We all have mental health. We should all be looking after mental health, each and every one of us all the time not just for men's health week every single week every single day of the year joseph lovely to talk to you uh, joseph conway you too, who's a mental health trainer at vita health group if you'd like to uh, find out more about how joseph and his colleagues can help you of course head over to the vita health website details coming up in just a moment the website address but uh, joseph until our next podcast take care won't you good to talk to you thank you all the best glenn thanks for having me thank you for listening to this making people better podcast Part of the Wellbeing series from Vita Health Group. Improving your lives physically and mentally drives everything we do, and getting you back to doing what you love is our priority. Vita Health Group, making people better. www.vitahealthgroup.co.uk.